Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Episode 5. This is episode 5 of the Dingus and Dongus debacle. Mm-hmm. It's the Sunday night nap time edition. <laughs> Post-sleep adventures. <laughs> yep. So, the comic we went with this week... TMNT uh, and Batman crossover by uh, James Tenyon the Four? Yes. The Four. There's four of them. Four of them. Yes. <laughs> uh, Freddie Williams art, and then Jeremy Caldwell, I guess, did covering. Yeah. And to clarify, TMNT is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And if you didn't know what that meant... Then you're dumb. Yeah. And you shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> and you're banned. Yes. I really enjoyed the the silliness of the, the comic. It's... It was a fun fucking book. It, it was is. just so much fun. It is. It's and with crossovers is always you know around the issue of like you know working with like the, uh, the publishing companies and like everybody just gotta look good or whatever. You can't make like one look worse than the right, other. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But they they did a good job uh, finding a balance uh, between you know making Batman look fucking awesome and then uh ninja turtles look fucking cool as shit and even the villains shredder was fucking badass yeah i mean then to that point they also because initially batman and the ninja turtles like didn't know what was going on they didn't know each other right and they were fighting each other and i thought they did a good job not showing who's better than the other and fighting right they were able to neutralize that pretty quick yeah and during one of those initial scenes, because um, the turtles are in Gotham City. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. They got ported to Gotham City. Right, by Crane. So they are introduced to Batman. They have a little scuffle. And then Michelangelo like bust through a pizza parlor wall as a turtle <laughs> in this world where like Ninja Turtles are non-exist mm-hmm. i mean there's killer croc even in this so it's not right. too far-fetched but then he's like oh have you guys seen this there's a crazy bat out there <laughs> and then gets mesmerized by pizza they they really um drove home the characters like as people should know them stereotypically is right. what they are in this right like and you have to. Is just angry and meh Don Pillow is all smarty and impressed by all the gadgets. Yep. I mean, even if you look at, at uh, like, Batman, he's what you expect Batman. To kind of, like, this begrudgingly yeah. little, I don't know. With his... Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and there is another point further on, on the same lines of pizza and Batman, where... Michelangelo presumably had a million pizzas delivered to the Batcave, <laughs> and it yeah. was like Batman had never had pizza before. Yeah. It's like, how is there no pizza in Gotham City? That's... Have you ever heard of pizza in Gotham City 
Like, have you seen it or anything? I don't know if I've seen pizza in D.C. <laughs> I don't know if I have either. I haven't paid that close <laughs> yeah. enough attention. But I have a theory that pizza doesn't exist in Gotham City. Because Gotham is run by Batman, essentially. Right. You know? Like, but then where, was the, where did the pizza come from? Oh, God damn it! you're right. <laughs> I mean, unless, like, like, they called, like, out of state or you out are, of the city. You are completely right. <laughs> Superman flew it in. <laughs> Nat brain. Nat brain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like that That one panel, you know, um, you still got uh, Alfred, you know, grimacing at, at the prospect of pizza and Batman holding a slice like, hmm, this is good. This is good, dude. He's got like a faint smile on his face. Yeah. It's like, what? I thought they did a really good job also of either introducing... Or having cameos or mentioning, like, a who's who of both DC and uh, Ninja Turtles oh, yeah. universe. Like, they went down a laundry list of characters and put them in. And it wasn't, it didn't feel super forceful. Like, it was right. just, even Joker was in there for a split. He's like, here's Joker. Yeah. He didn't have an integral part. No. But, but, um, but yeah, um, uh, the way they introduced Casey from uh, TMNT. Oh, that was cool and he, very crucial to the plot. It was. I wanted like I. There are very few moments where I get really excited in the comic book mm. because I'm reading a comic book or whatever. Like it's right. cool, but I got so excited when he came in because it's the portal coming up from the Ninja Turtles land into DC, and all you see is like three different small panels. One with the hockey stick, mm-hmm. one with a golf club, and I forget what the other one was. Big baseball bat. I can't remember. Maybe. But I was just so excited because I knew instantly, without seeing the character, right. just those weapons. I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Casey Jones. <laughs> I was kind of like uh, Casey Jones. Fucking lugging a bunch of mutagens with them. Yep. And they got beat up by, I guess, uh, Shredder and... Who was, was it the Penguin at the time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they, they took the mutagen from uh, Casey... Break into fucking Arkham and turns <laughs> all the inmates into fucking uh, animal uh, mutants of themselves. Yes, I want that story, dude. That was so cool. <laughs> that... Fucking elephant Bane. Elephant Bane and uh, uh, bear, polar bear Mister Freeze. Mm-hmm. Those were some of the coolest designs based off existing characters. Hell yeah! That I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I want a story of just that scenario. Well, you know, there's a sequel. Oh, for this book? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did so not know maybe. that. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. Okay. I had there no is. clue. Yeah. Because, yeah, that shit was Fucking amazing. Cool. And all so the characters, awesome. really, yeah. the mutagen characters. That's yeah, amazing. that's what uh, Riddler was. Uh, was a raccoon? Yes. I think, <laughs> I think Harley was uh, maybe a panda bear. I can't recall. Yeah. Oh, like I was largely just in in uh, in trance with the idea of an elephant bane. Yeah. And a bear. Mister Freeze. Mister Freeze. Hell yeah. <laughs> and there's just a lot of just fun little moments, like uh, at the end when. Uh, when the turtles finished uh, Batman's suit for him, 
and turn into a, into a turtle suit. Yes, yes. That's, that's amazing. What is... And it's a battle suit. Yes. Bat turtle battle. <laughs> and there was also, um, as far as art goes, towards the end, there's a scene where Batman and Shredder are fighting. Mm-hmm. This big, full-page action pose of them two fighting and it looked amazing Mm -hmm. but even more amazing was the background was like 20 panels oh yeah of their action sequence behind that actually i thought that was really well done and i spent more time just looking at that page that was uh that was a really nice treat toward the end of the book i was a fan (laughs) oh i forgot also because growing up like, I did like Casey Jones, but I always sort of identified with Michelangelo. And I think a lot of people our age yeah. likely identified a lot with Michelangelo right. growing up. Unless you're, like, the Donatello guy. <laughs> but whatever, you don't count. And right after they had met Batman and they went back to their little sewer area to regroup, he kept going on and on, essentially, about his... Batman awesome. Oh, yeah. Is he awesome? Yeah. So he makes a Venn diagram <laughs> of whether Batman's awesome or not. And it was just ridiculous to me that these these ninjas and the superhero meet, and they, it's, his result is, is he awesome or not? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and, and the Venn diagram was shaped like a little bit. Yes. It was great. <laughs> I think one of the not awesomes was like mean voice. Yeah. The scary voice. Scary. Remember, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect, because it gives you something that you don't necessarily get from comic books. Right. Because you have no You make up what it sounds like. Right. You know? So, it's like, oh, he has a mean voice. Which we all know by now, because Christian Bale. Like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> My parents died. And um, one thing I'd like to point out is, um, it's it's framed, um, the, the story is framed up to be about family. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And it's it's interesting how they, uh, how they wrap it all together with um with the events taking place uh, close to when uh, Bruce's uh, parents' death death anniversary was supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. And uh, towards the end, you know, uh, he has a nice little moment with uh, uh, with Damien, is like you know spending time together as a family. And of course, what do they do? They work on their gadgets right. Right. as a family. Yeah. I didn't really consider that. That's 100% true, but I yeah. never really considered that. And and uh, part of the, the uh, thing that turned um, the raft around was Batman telling him about his family. Yep. And that's something that the, the two of them bonded over, whereas Raph before was all pissed off about having to work with this dude he had no idea about and who, like, <laughs> Kind of beat him up. Right. And he also flat out said, he's like, this is just a crazy guy in a Dracula costume. Yeah, like, exactly. What? This this man's insane. Right. Kind of is. If you yeah. take a step back, yeah. kind of is insane. But it's Batman. Exactly. And also, turns out, Raphael, without his little face mask oh. bandana thing, is terrifying. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking scary. Like, don't ever. <laughs> None of the turtles should ever take off their mask. No. no it's just... don't. It's nightmare fuel. It's disturbing. Yep. 
I saw that and it was just instant. Like no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, Put it back on. Never again. Put it back on. <laughs> yeah. He do- Batman doesn't need your mask. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> Which begs the question: A, do they bathe? And B, do they bathe with or without the masks? I don't know. But I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, like just the the whole turtles thing just raises a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking earlier. All right, turtles have beaks, right? So yeah. when they mutated into Ninja Turtles, did their beaks become lips or did their beaks become teeth? <laughs> like, which, what happened? Yeah, that's, I don't, like, what did it turn into? I don't know. Either way, it's horrifying. <laughs> and, and okay, so part of the plot is uh, the mutagen being inert and they transform back into normal creatures. Right. Like, what would that look like? Like, does their lips turn hard? And or do their lips just fall off and their teeth like confused? Push out or yeah. something? I don't know. That's terrifying. <laughs> do you re- I don't recall now. Um, the mutagen, is it just, why does it become inert? I forget. Oh, uh, it's some weird, like, half explained thing about, like, it's in the wrong dimension. Okay, gotcha. Like, well, I don't need a full explanation yeah. from the book, you know? Yeah. I just, I couldn't quite remember. I knew they were trying to get back. Right. So, through the portal, so they could right. not be turtles. I think it's the same concept as the, the Infinity Gauntlet's only working in the dimension that they yeah. were found. Gotcha. Or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, that, well, uh, anything else about the Ninja Turtles? Nope. I like Krang, too. And he's yeah. the mastermind behind it. So. Hell yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get more of him and, um... In the follow-up that well, was written. I'm going to have to read it, because yeah. it was, this was a fun book. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed I, I was surprised at how good it was. Yeah. Because crossovers, in my experience, is kind of... Eh, a little weak, usually. Yeah. Or outright garbage. But, I mean, it wasn't... I don't know. Like, it wasn't masterful writing. The art was good, but yeah. it wasn't the best in the world. It just was overall solid fun adventure and what i felt the energy that i got off of reading it is should be what comics are yeah just these fun little adventures right but yeah definitely read it everyone worth it yep and the album that we went with this time is black metal by witchcraft Mm -hmm. out of sweden released this year on nuclear blast and I want to hear what you have to say before I open my mouth. It's so sad. <laughs> I want to give the guy a hug. Yep. It's like, aww. You <laughs> hug, buddy? Pretty much. Like, and like in, in the podcast, that's the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bake you some cookies, <laughs> and they'll make you feel better. So, have, have you heard witchcraft stuff before this no okay so this everything i'm about to say sounds like i'm shitting all over this album yeah it's not a horrible album for what it is yeah this isn't witchcraft this is either to me magnus i think that's his name magnus p lander or something (laughs) (laughs) palander it's like zoolander but with urine Yeah. yeah um either his ego got in the way and he fired the band 
and he had contractual obligations to release albums with Nuclear Blast or something. Yeah. Or he couldn't get together with the band to record and decided to record this like in his basement in Sweden. Yeah. Or something. Like, it's just an acoustic album. It's very bare bones. And bare bones, yeah. right. It, it sets um, a tone. I would listen to this if I was going through a breakup or something right. to feel the feels. But their earlier albums, their first two, self-titled and Firewood, are very, like, pentagram, Black Sabbath-styled okay. doom. Yeah. And then they go to The Alchemist, which is a continuation of those sounds, but with, like, I want to say the slightest little touch of surf rock guitar oh, wow. in there. It's not surf rock, but there's, like, if you pay attention, you can hear... Ten notes. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you listen to it, it would make sense. And I'm a big fan of all three of those records. Yeah. And this band. And that's why I wanted to talk about this album. Because their next album is Legend. And that is by far my favorite album of theirs. Yeah. Ever. And probably ranks high of all albums ever. Oh, really? It, it takes their earlier stuff, which admittedly a little generic doomy sounds and then their progression with the alchemist and then makes it their own sound with legends and it's still this stoner doom kind of rock album i want to say and it's really great song structures it's not just meandering like doom riff over and over mm-hmm. there's variety from song to song to song and meaningful lyrics which magnus seems to do pretty well yeah. like even in this latest album this latest album is just a breakup album. Yeah. But it's meaningful lyrics. Um, and then after that, there's kind of a shift with their album Nucleus. And that, I think he got rid of band members, went down to one guitarist, I believe. And it's a, like a decline. And then this album popped out. I didn't know this album was coming out. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Fuck yes. I love witchcraft, even if I'm addicted to the legends. And that's all it's called black metal. And I initially I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry I'm rambling, but I got some words. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? A Venom, so go fuck yourself, because Venom, like, you can't do that. Yeah. And then B, in my head, I imagine he called it that to be a pretentious prick. Because it's not even <laughs> black metal. It's not even metal. Right. It's like a somber uh, acoustic album. Yeah. And you call it black metal, which it's not, and then it's all that's a pivotal album anyway. And he he had to have done it just okay, to be a pretentious yeah. prick. It's it's gotta be. Yeah, and it it's infuriating. <laughs> and that's probably exactly what he wanted too, this yeah. reaction. But it's not good. That's not you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. And also this should have not been a witchcraft album. I don't know why this exists in its form. Mm-hmm. It should have been a solo endeavor. Like Dax Riggs did it. Yeah. Acid Bath and then Dax Riggs stuff, which Dax Riggs is way better. <laughs> like his solo stuff is way better. And it's an actual full band. Yeah. So I don't know if he's trying to be Dax or like a Leonard Cohen like mm. type of thing. I don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you this. It wasn't on for 15 minutes too long. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it really like a 30-minute album. It's 15 minutes too long. Yeah. There's a point in... Um, ah, shit, what's it called? Sad Dog. One of the later songs, yeah. Sad Dog, where he's essentially... The lyric says, I'm sure you're tired of my requiem. Yeah. And every time I've listened to the album and I hear that, I go, yeah, man. Yeah, I really am tired of listening yeah. to your Requiem. Fucking stop. Yeah. And then had I not been for this podcast, like I would have. <laughs> <laughs> the switched albums. Oh. And I also wonder if that's intentional that he, I mean, he wrote the lyrics intentionally. Yeah. But I don't know if those of that reaction I had was intentional. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like so much of the album, this feels like it just goes on and on and each song, for me at least, seemed to just bleed into one another. Essentially. And and not in any sort of, like, coherent way either. It's just like, oh, I'm listening to another song now? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, it wasn't Sad Dog. It was, like, Free Will or yeah. Free Country was that. Sad Dog was a song that stood out to me because there's moments in it where it's just one piano yeah. stroke to the music. And that created an interesting, like, haunting yeah. type of feel. And I wish it would be done somewhere else in the musical right. realm instead of this album. And overall, like, each song, like, it, like if I recall correctly, it, it really is just, like, one musical theme throughout the entire song. Absolutely. Like, like one little uh, uh, arpeggio pattern played throughout the entire thing. Um, but yeah, that, that definitely lends itself to, to just kind of like, kind of bleed into one giant mush that I can't really tell one song from another. Yeah. Yeah. Opeth did it better. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of good acoustic albums. Yeah. This, I don't think is one of them. Yeah, no. But, I mean, he had to have gone through a breakup. And that could the breakup could have been with a uh, a partner yeah. and his band, yeah. And then quarantine wrote sad album. <laughs> but fuck you, it's not a witchcraft album. Yeah, should have been solo release, not called black metal. Should have been an EP instead of a full. I an EP solo release called not black metal. Yeah, <laughs> or <you>. witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Magnus. Dingus and Dongus. What do you say, cornbread? <laughs> climbing climbing the, the chimney. <laughs> You're keeping Santa out. Hell yeah. She's uh, she's meeting with, with her witch master. <laughs> She's just on loan to me. <laughs> <laughs>